What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Today we are reviewing another week in the industry pickup fantasy leagues, a league full of dynasty, or sorry, fantasy analysts, smart managers in there, and I've got once again Australian fantasy basketball legend Key to join me. Let's go! Talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And like we said at the top of the show, guys, we are going in and reviewing the last couple of weeks because we didn't do a industry pickup review um, the previous week and also reviewing a trade, the first trade industry pickup, which was done with myself and uh, Dan Titus from Yahoo. But before we do that, we're going to get in the great man to discuss it all with us. Uh, Adam King from Fantasy Basketball International. How are you today, mate? Uh, yeah, with heavy heart, I'm here. Rest in peace to my fantasy team. Oh, no. Um, we'll, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. Um, but, uh, no, good to be here, uh, squeezing one in between family stuff, Christmas stuff, end of year stuff. So, oh, no, good to... It's it's a busy, busy time of year uh, over here. It always seems crazy in the run-up to Christmas. Uh, yeah, so I'm right there with you. Um, and I just happened to also start looking at AFL Fantasy today as well because I couldn't bloody help myself. I just throw another thing into the mix. But anyway, we're not talking AFL Fantasy. We're talking NBA Fantasy, and we're talking about the Industry Pickup League. Now, we did have a little chat before we jumped on the air, and it does does seem like you're a bit down in the dumps about your Industry Pickup team. Talk me through the state of your team right now and, in particular, the, the results of the last couple of uh, weeks. Yeah, so I've, I've, uh, well, I know I lost last week. Let me have a look. I know, well, I know I've lost pretty much the same score every week. Um, I'm winning the categories that I should be winning, and then the ones that I'm fringe sort of in, I'm, I'm not. So, um, yeah, so I'm still, as when we discussed last, my team is still struggling in assists, uh, which is one of the categories I was hoping to be strong enough in to compete, but without Markel Fultz and without Marcus Smart, who still aren't back, still no word on, on Fultz if and when he's coming back, and uh, and Josh Giddy still sucks. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just not competing in assists. Hence, I'm not winning because my team is, is really big man heavy. Um, I'm not winning threes. I'm not winning points. So, yeah, it's been, it's been tough, um, but... I'm up against you this week, so I'm, oh, I'm yes. preparing, we'll, preparing we'll, for another we'll loss. Preview, we'll preview that one uh, in a second. So we will cut over to Fantrax and the uh, Industry Pickup League over here. And I'm just looking at the past couple of matchups that you've had since we recorded one of these podcasts. So a couple of weeks ago, you versed uh, uh, B-Dub, uh, Fantasy Basketball International, you know, 
grudge match in in uh, week six on this one. Uh, you went down uh, three six to him, like you said. Lost the assist battle, uh, lost the steal battle as well. A bit up had an enormous mm. steal uh, total that week as well. Um, and the rebound one also was very close. He got you by six rebounds there. Free throws also not too far apart. So a couple of close categories there, but ultimately uh, a defeat in that one. Um, you also notice you you were thirty seven games played to his forty, so didn't quite get to the the forty games played limit. Is that a result of injury that yeah. week, or or was it mismanagement on your behalf, or, or what's what's the go there? Uh, yeah, it was a bit. It was a little bit of injury. Um, that was the week when uh, I think Vector Wembanyama had two games and he missed one of them. So he only had. I only got one game out of him that right. week. Uh, yes, that's right. They only had the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, maybe Chet had a pretty rough week. Um, I'm just trying to think back. Uh, yeah. I know. I, I know. I picked up Al Horford, who was pretty good that that week because that's when uh, Porzingis was out. He had some good games. Look, all my guys like Nurkic has been great. Uh, Anthony Davis, Chet Holmgren, Wembenyama um, have all been awesome. It, it's my guards. Uh, yep. Asar Thompson has disappeared. Yes. Off the face of the oh, earth. that's that's unfortunate. Um, yeah. So it was. It was a little bit of injury. Yeah, it looks like you only had one game of Victor in this in this week with the yeah. twenty one points, four blocks, two steals. A great game, great one game, oh, yeah. but in the you know, obviously one game yeah. of it of your first pick is not gonna help. No. So it's uh yeah, that that was uh some injuries and then last week obviously we all had pretty much two games per Player, yeah, so. what, what are your thoughts for that in terms of fantasy? Like, would you like next year that to be like a two-week fantasy matchup on a lot of the, the major sites? Or, or is it something that you think we just need to deal with? It's just one week that's a bit funky? or Because or, I know I've seen a few things around the, the space to say that, you know, it's kind of a, a bad format for fantasy given the fact that there's only a maximum of two games played for every team. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um and most sites will now combine, obviously, those all-star, the two two weeks sort of either side of the all-star break to yeah. form one week. Oh, I don't know. I think if you were to combine this week or this, this week with two games with another week, it means you're going to have some guys with six games, yeah. which is probably too many. When they do the all-star one, it, it's it's the start and end of a week. So it ends up being eight days or, or or six days or seven days, whereas yeah. this would end up being... Like a full um, two weeks, yeah. A full two weeks. So, yeah, and you've got guys with... It'd just be, especially in a format like ours, where you've got a games cap, um, you'd have to change it so that it was higher than four per slot. Otherwise, you, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I think you just deal with it and... Yeah, I, I tend it, to be in that kind of games. camp anyway. It is, it is something that we, I think... Like I've said before, round one, you always kind of take with a grain of salt because it's a weird week and things like that. I think this previous week was also one of those rounds where it, it, you kind of... It's not the truest indication of how your team stacks up, I think. There's a few different situations. Like in a league like ours where normally we you know, have a 40 games limit and if you, say, have a few injuries like both you and I do have, um, you can handle it a little bit better because... You know, you just don't play those guys. They're not going to be counting towards your 40, but you're still going to be able to get to that total 40 games just yeah. based on maybe streaming or putting in some guys that maybe would normally sit on your bench. Whereas if you're in a situation where the maximum amount of games we can basically get was like 30, um, then 
you if you had those injuries, you're not going to be you're going to be at a games played yeah. disadvantage, as well as the fact that obviously you've got injured good players on your team as well. So it it also has that like double whammy effect, I think, in a, in a league like this where there are games caps, um, which is I think a little bit different to a regular streaming uh, league as well. So um, yeah, I, I do think it's a bit of a funky week that. Whilst unfortunate, again, another six or three six loss there. Um, I also had a pretty bad beat. I don't think it's necessarily something that we should make wholesale changes. Although, you know, it's it's more sort of just another piece of the puzzle of looking at our teams and looking about how things mm-hmm. were going. Um, if if I look at my matchup as well, like just talking about that small sample size as well, like you have two matchups of every player. I just wanted to highlight like some things that can go against you. And, and for me in this past week, I went up against Rudy Gobert, who just turned back the clock. And um, mm. he put up in two games, 40 rebounds, eight blocks, 32 points, and shot 76.5% from the field and hit 100% of his free throws. So, um, you know, if, if you get uh, Rudy Gobert for the week averaging 20 rebounds, four blocks, and 100% from free throw line and 77% from the field, like in two games that cooks you like that that is a big yeah. big um step up uh, in in the other opponent's advantage so those big performances are magnified even further uh, so that that did me in um also i think for the week i just came up against the wrong opponent at the wrong time like i lost rebounds by three rebounds we were the top two rebounding teams of the entire league that week so i would have beaten literally any other team in rebounding um I was the third in assists, um, so we were both top two or top three, I think, in those. Oh, sorry, top four in those in that category as well. Um, blocks, we were also very high in. Um, only you and um, Drew would have beaten me, so any other team outside of you guys, I would have beaten in that category as well. So if I verse any other team that week, I actually get a win. But the opponent that I do verse, I lose two mm. six one. So. A uh, little bit of unluckiness there. There was a few things that went against me in terms of my team didn't perform, but it also, in terms of the timing with the matchup, was not really in my favor there. So try not to panic or make any rash decisions as a result of a very disappointing loss. Yeah, and, and I'm going looking through your um, sort of scorecard here. Um, you Like, for, for example, as you said, Rudy Gobert went off, uh, whereas Miles Turner had... Uh, four blocks for the week, 20 rebounds. So he had half of what Gobert Literally half, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and obviously Turner's not going to get the rebounds that Gobert gets, but you do expect no. him to, to probably beat him in yeah. blocks, and, and that didn't happen here. Um, Evan Mobley missed oh, I didn't have. I didn't, you, have I, I didn't have Evan Mobley at that point. He was traded, so... Oh, yeah. okay, that was the trade. Yeah, that okay. was the trade, okay. yeah. So I did, um, didn't have him... Um, and I stream in Orlando Rob. Like the other thing was, I was trying to stream things in as well, and some like yeah. some flip of the coin decisions. Where I think the week, uh, the the game where there was a two games on, I was deciding between Isaiah Hartenstein and a uh, who was the other person that I did end up streaming. Um, or backup center. No, backup center for the Phoenix Suns. What's his name? Why am I blanking? No, Eubanks. Eubanks, yeah. I, I went with Eubanks, who ended up having a pretty ordinary game. He only had one steal, no blocks, whereas yeah. I'm pretty sure Hartenstein had four blocks, five assists, and eight rebounds. And, you know, whilst it wouldn't have got me the win in blocks, it would have put me over the edge in rebounding. Um, mm. You know, like, just those 50-50 calls that, you know, 
on any given day it can it can shape. They just kind of went against me. Um, yeah. The other one I did stream in Tillman. Um, a couple of other options I had. I, I put a bid in for Derek Jones Jr. Not enough, uh, but even someone I think I put a bid in for Kyle Anderson, who had four blocks on the day um, compared to Tillman's sort of six minutes that he played, uh, which frustrated me to no end. So if everything went perfect for me, I still could have pulled out the win. Now, obviously, that's a bit much to ask every week, but it is enough to say that you know the win would have been possible if if I'd made some different decisions. Yeah, and and that happens. Like you come up against um, guys, like you get injuries, and then you look at like the opposition, and they've got guys that are benefiting from injuries. Like he had Terry Rozier, who's obviously going off without Lamelo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, it's 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 always in a vacuum. You're always looking at at a weekly matchup, but try to look at the big picture, I suppose. And as you said, you don't necessarily need to be making wholesale changes. Um, yeah based on one week or two weeks. Um, for me, it's it's based on like six weeks. So, yeah, so, so you've got I a bit more of a trend and a bit more of like, you know, yeah. multiple weeks of data to go, okay, there is something wrong here. There is something I need to address. So um, that's a bit more of, you know, mm. something that needs to probably be actioned a bit sooner rather than later for your team. Let's look at the standings. So if we have a look at those, ones, it's it's bloody tight. I tell you what, um, outside of the top two, which is kind of putting a, you know, pulling it in front of everyone, Substantially, Josh is still undefeated, and I'm annoyed that Rhett, you know, put two players on his bench at the start of the week. I was like, come on, he, he doesn't need any of these layups. But anyway, uh, Josh is out front. Uh, Drew, who beat me, is not too far behind him. I believe they've got a match up this week. That'll be interesting to sort of watch the two two teams go at each other. Uh, but then between the third-ranked player, which is watching the boxes, Mike Catron, at uh, 11 games behind, all the way down to, to yourself at 10th with 16 games behind. Like, that's five category mm-hmm. wins difference between 3 and 10. And it, even in, within that, like, 4 to 7 range, there's only half half a category win difference. So, um, 12 games back for Rhett, 12 and a half for myself, 12 and a half for B-Dub, 12 and a half for Mike Barner, 13 and a half for uh, Alex Reclean. So, it's, it's a very tight middle of the pack for the league. So, one big loss or one big win can move you up and down the ladder uh, fairly substantially in this league. Yeah, it can, yeah. And I was sort of in that mix probably two, three weeks ago. Uh, and I've, and I, as you said, I'm just tailing off there a little bit. Um, still probably within striking distance, but I would need to rectify some categories and, and whether that is via a trade or just by some guys getting healthy um, or actually playing well instead of just not. And then, like I said, Josh Giddy sucks. Um, <laughs> no no uh, disrespect to, to him at all, but he, I mean, he's not even closing games. Like, no, he's getting, he's um, getting, who are they playing instead of him? They're playing the, uh, well, Casey Wallace is getting minutes. That's right. Um, Isaiah Joe, I think is sometimes Isaiah closing Joe, over yeah. him. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's troubling. Yeah, it's it's really feeling like giddy. I mean, obviously, all this off court stuff has probably had an impact, some sort of impact on his his mental health and, and ability to focus that sort of thing. But he was a bit down before that, though. Like, he was. He, it's yeah. not like he was, you know, cooking before then, and then it's just suddenly come to a halting stop. Like he, mm. he never really has gotten going at all this season. And um, yeah, it's it's not something I think is going to turn around, or at least not dramatically. No. Um, he almost he's starting to feel like the odd man out. Um, yeah, 
Which because... is weird. Like, he's so young still and so talented. Um, and, and I think, I don't think, like, thinking long, long term, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm not season. sure the Thunder is, is where that's going to happen. Because, right. like, Shea is obviously their guy. Um, but Jalen Williams can handle the ball. Like, Giddy's sort of surplus a bit in that, in yeah. that role. Like, he doesn't I, I think he's that. definitely, at best, the fourth guy when it comes to their, like, you know, priority of developments. Yeah. Like it's it's Shay, it's Chet, it's Jalen Williams, and then yep. he's in that next kind of group. Um, yeah, and it's he hasn't he he doesn't have a reliable three point shot yet. So that so if they need floor spacing, they get Isaiah Joe yep. out there. Um, and he, he defensively, he's not a I wouldn't call him an elite defender. He's not a bad defender, but he's certainly not elite. So. It's yeah. I just I just think he's sort of his skill set at the moment is is a little bit surplus. Like they can fill his role with other players who who offer other things. So it's going to be interesting. But I don't yeah, necessarily see this turning around to him being like thirty two, thirty three minute night minutes per night again. Yeah. yeah. Let's um let's talk about before we get on to the big heated matchup coming up this week. Um, let's talk about the trade that went down. Mm. Um, and I could do this because it was my trade, but also obviously I want to get your thoughts as well on uh, the trade that went down between me and Dan Titus. Now I'd I'd thrown this trade out to Dan a little while ago, probably two or three weeks ago, uh, to be fair, and I'd kind of just left it there. I sort of. Talked to him a little bit on Twitter and said, "Hey, you know, oh, got this trade for you." And 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 not to sort of, I'm not, I won't go word for word on what we discussed, but the discussion for me was, and this is just so you know, people have an idea of how I go about you know instigating a trade. Um, I when I, when I did the write up or whatever with the um, the industry pickup sort of review, I noticed that he was basically last in assists and last in steals when I was doing sort of the season or the roto standings. Uh, so I went, oh, I wonder if he's punting assists and steals. Looked at his team, it looked very much like a punt assists and steals build. So I know for me personally that uh, Miles Turner in that build is a very valuable player. Um, so. But when I was valuing my team and looking at some of the, the things that I was watching, because I watched, you, you always watch your players really closely. Hmm. And, I, and I've been watching Miles Turner. I've been watching more specifically the rotation minutes of the Indiana Pacers and the minutes that Miles Turner was getting pre in season tournament um, competition, basically. And his minutes would often sort of linger in the high 20s and never really crack like the 30, 35 minutes per night mark. So I was starting to get a little bit nervous about it. I wasn't full-blown panic. Um, so I, I floated out the trade. It wasn't 100%. You know, he wasn't on board straight away. He wanted to get a point guard out of me as well. So the, the deal kind of sat there for a little while. And I think, um, you know, sneaky Dan Titus waited until bloody Evan Mobley was out injured um, to accept the deal. But anyway, the deal got over, I think, based on the recent push that Miles Turner um, did in the in-season tournament. He has looked really good recently up until the actual uh, championship game. But, um, yeah, Evan Mobley, my boy, comes over, who helps me a little bit more in assists, helps me a little bit more in steals and rebounds. It's not, I don't think, a league-changing deal, but it also just, to me, is I feel a lot safer with Evan Mobley's minutes and role within the team. And there's a little bit more upside, I think, there. And I don't care about the fact that he doesn't shoot his threes um, compared to Miles Turner. He's not as good of a free throw shooter. Um, I lose maybe a little bit of blocks, but there's a little bit upside that they might be pretty close. Um, 
So yeah, not not a league changing trade, but you know something that I think benefits my team slightly. What what are your thoughts on the deal overall? Um, hearing my sort of sales pitch there. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think we we get questions all the time on who wins this trade, and, and they give us some whether yeah. it's a real trade or not. I think both of you won. Like, I think this is a fair trade. If you look at... It was a Sacramento Pure, Kings, uh, Indiana Pacers kind of situation, right, yeah. Kingy? It's, <laughs> that's right. That's obviously, right. I'm, I'm poking the needle a little bit there. I think yeah, I'm, no, no. We can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I think, as you said, it, it it gets you some... A little... Just a little boost in some of those other categories. You lose a little bit in blocks. Yeah. Um, but having a look at... Like, you've got Clint Capella uh, on your team. Yeah. Um, You've got uh, you've got Giannis, I believe. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah Giannis. Giannis. I've got I've got um, Scotty Barnes, um, Derek I've Lively, got, Derek Lively. I've got a few guards um, that can block shots too. Yeah. Um, so losing half a block or point four of a block, whatever, doesn't really matter. Um, so I think, yeah. Look, I think I think you both win. Um, Dan is. I'm fe- he's down towards the bottom of the I think he, standings. I think he is at the bottom. Yeah. So he's, so, he's in a situation where he has to make some moves. Yeah, a bit of a. Like let's try, and that's sort of where I am at the moment. I'm, I'm like, well, I'm tenth. I'm prob with the team I've got. I don't think I'm going to push up too much. So maybe yeah. I make a trade and just see what happens. Um, but yeah. no, look, I think, I think it's a fair trade. I think you both walk away happy, uh, other than the injury, as you said at the moment, Stephen <laughs> Mobley. But he is someone you were really high on coming yeah, into the season. Still, so still you, high on. Still still yeah. think he can get there. Um, look, I, I've reduced my expectation in terms of his scoring this season. Um, it just does, it's, it's really surprising to me that he doesn't get more shots. Like, he's mm. had 12 shot again, field goal attempts every season so far this in his career. But, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, compare him to... Uh, a turner, I feel like there's more upside in the Mobley, especially the back half of the season uh, where, you know, they might lean on him a bit more. I think his minutes are much more secure than uh, Miles Turner. And on any given day, any given week, if Turner minutes are low or the blocks just don't come, like his value is more floated by that category. Whereas I think even if uh, Mobley's not giving me blocks, he can still for the most part, on, on more days than not, give me more value. He can give me more rebounds. He can give me more assists. He can give me more steals. Um, you know, and I just think that he's a more reliable player mm. than a turner on, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, as I said, I, th- I think it's fine. I think you're both happy. Um, turner will probably come out and have, like, back-to-back six-block games. Oh, he's going to dominate. Years. It's 100% going to happen from now. He's going <laughs> to... He's going to absolutely... Mobley's out tomorrow. That's right, isn't it? He's been ruled out already. Yeah, he I has. Think. Yeah. Look, watch, um, watch, watch the the report come out that he's he's going to be out another three weeks or something like that, just out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Which you know, far out. If that happens, I'll I'll, I'll be a bit upset. But I I don't. I it's won't. knee soreness. It's knee soreness. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I think they should just give him this week off at least, <laughs> um, for no no reason other than he needs the rest. Well, Nothing to do with our matchup. Let, let, that's a good segue. Way. Let's let's head on over into the matchup of the week. Nothing to do with you know one versus two, Josh Lloyd versus uh, Drew Dinkmeyer. Yeah, I mean, who, who cares about those guys? The the ball boys, uh, big boys versus Kingy. Um, the, the Aussie the Aussie showdown here. Now um, I will just say it's a good time, but one guy who haven't had much this season. I'm representing him on today's podcast by wearing the Phoenix Suns shirt with uh, Bradley Beal set to make his return, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, uh, on Tuesday. Um, so as I get one injured player, I get one player back. But 
I mean, obviously, we're not going to talk too much strategy, I think, in this one in terms of how you're going to beat me or how I'm going to beat you. But how do you see this week playing out? Or, or what do you think it's going to, I guess, come down to or, or some, you know, some things that may swing the matchup one way or the other between yourself and myself? Yeah, look, I, I mean, if I look at the projected sort of outcome in Fantrax here, it's actually saying that oh, I'm going to win threes oh. and you're going to win blocks. So I don't know. that That's a little bit weird to me. But, look, maybe maybe it knows something that I don't. Um, and you do – look, you you do have a good team for blocks. So there's a, there's a chance. Um, yeah, look, I think – as I said, I, I think you will win it and that's based on – the sample size that I've seen from my team over the last month. And, and for me to have a chance, I think I would need uh, Marcus Smart and Markel Fultz to come back. And Marcus Smart isn't coming back this week. I think he's still at least another week away. Uh, Fultz has been doing some pregame stuff, but he's already ruled out for tomorrow. So I'm not holding out any hope that he comes back. Um, So look, I think, I think blocks, I might get blocks. I'm, I think rebounds, you'll probably get me. It's it's sort of, we're both good in that category. That'll be a tough um, one, I think. But I think those guard categories, you, you'll just get me, I think, assists. Because, um, as you said, you, you've got De'Aaron Fox, you've got Killian Hayes, who's been starting. Um, Scotty Barnes can get assists. Sabonis can get assists. Uh, be nice, well... It's that the weird thing for me is usually when I say, "Well, I really want this guy to not play," like Jalen Suggs. If he doesn't play, that helps me. But I have him in three of my other teams, so it <laughs> helps me in this yeah. league, but yeah, not in other leagues. So that, that is always a funny thing when you're rooting for players just because yeah. of one matchup. But then you actually hold on, wait, no, oh, I need him. Elsewhere, <laughs> I need him so. for blocks, but not for this. So then I start rooting for only one yeah. category. Uh, yeah, I, I think it. Look, I think I think it could be closer than maybe you're giving yourself credit here for because uh, I mean, there's there's some things that could swing either way. Like Jalen Suggs, to me, I don't know if he's. I mean, they listen to him questionable. I think he's probably closer to doubtful uh, mm. to play. Uh, I also don't know what's going on with Chris Paul. My assists do rely on Chris Paul being available more than I like to admit. Um, so I think the last couple of weeks he's not been super available. So I do need him to play. Obviously, Mobley's been already ruled out. Alex Caruso, who the hell knows what he's doing game to game when it comes to you know his health and things like that. So I do still have, despite Bradley Beal maybe coming back, I still still have quite a few injury concerns on this team. Um, you know, the field goal percentage, I think it's in my favor, but, you know, it it only takes like an Aaron Gordon 0 for 12 game to really put me in the hole. Um, and and that could swing as well. So I think that outside of maybe the assists, most other categories are kind of in play, uh, for, for the, for the most part. Um, and because we both, you know, my team's not a powerhouse in in, in threes or points or anything like that, mm. like your team isn't, it, it is that sort of uh, different week where, you know, maybe we might be looking to, you know, build the, the weaknesses of our team a little bit more or, you know, maybe it, it, it's sort of, a, okay, well, I'm going to still forego that and, and still build on, you know, the tight ones. Maybe it is rebounds, maybe it is steals or maybe it is blocks if we sort of foresee that to be a close one. It'll be an interesting way to see how it goes and how it sort of, goes throughout the week. And obviously, we've got that 13-game Monday, so not too much streaming or anything going on that day. And we are back into doing the 40-game uh, games cap this week as well. So 
we will na- need to also make the decisions on maybe sitting some guys on, on certain days. So, um, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know if you, you'll be you'll be well clear the forty games cap this week? Hey, uh, I would assume so. Although, so I think nearly um, every team plays four games this week. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, although I'm, yeah, as I said, I'm still dealing with the Marcus Smart and Fultz injuries. Plus, I've got Jalen Johnson. Um, that's right. I streamed yes. in, picked up Dennis Smith. He was great. Got like six assists, two steals, and then he's missed. He was out. He's out again. So yeah, um, I just can't get healthy guards that are going to give me assists. Uh, and so maybe I'm going to float some sort of trade offer. I'm going to, I don't know. I think I just need to. Um, and it could mean that someone ends up with Wemby or, or Chet. Or um, I'd like to trade Nurkic. I'm not sure if, if anyone's hey, I'd, interested. I'd, I'd be interested in Nurkic, to be fair. Um, so maybe yeah. we can open up some dialogue. I don't know. Maybe, maybe an on-air, yeah. on-air trade. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's a bit much to ask, but I'll have to think about some few things. But I, I, I'll, I'll listen to some Nurkic offers. Um, he fits He fits what I'm doing. Yeah, it's... Uh... I, I did consider... I, I was actually looking at player ranks and, and all sorts of stuff last night and... Uh, obviously, it doesn't come down to rank, but it gives you a bit of an idea of, hey, this guy's a top 80 player. I'm not going to try and trade him for a top 40 player. Yeah. Um, but maybe I can trade him for the 60th ranked, or, or if I get the 100th ranked, it doesn't matter because he's good in, in certain categories. I did look at Nurkic for Chris Paul. They are relatively close in per-game numbers. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, Chris Paul can be eight assists, but he also is just old. It's, I, I have no idea how to value Chris Paul, even on my own team. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of the times, like when I if if I do a, a trade analysis or something like that, despite me feeling good about him not being on my team, it does hurt me whenever he exits my team and the projections mm. and things like that. Just because his assists are so vital for my team getting over the hump with some of the players or teams that are ranked ahead of me. Um, You know, like some of the teams like the the Josh... Like I beat Drew Dinkmeyer by three assists, Um, you know, so that's a tight category for for me and some of those teams that are slightly above in the the standings. So it seems to be a category that a lot of us are sort of fighting it out for. Um, But yeah, interesting, 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 interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm just. Uh, oh, is that my? Oh, and I've uh, so I've also picked up Joe Ingles. I'm just looking at my roster. Jingle, I'm, jingle. Desperate. I'm desperate for assists, obviously. <laughs> so I've picked up Joe Ingles. Um, you know, you know who could be a good assist guy that you know. I'll float his name out there. Who I'm, I'm trying to get rid of, but Bradley Beal, mate, he's back. Point yeah. guard for the Phoenix Suns. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something there. Well, I've just. Uh, I've just sent through an on-air uh, live trade proposal for oh. Nurkic for Chris Paul. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna let that mellow a little bit. I don't yeah, know if I'm ready fine. to commit that, but, but yeah, uh, here it is. I'll, it, it'll be up yeah. on screen. Um, yep, here, here is the trade offer. Chris Paul for Yusuf Nurkic. Interesting, interesting offer. Nurkic mm. does does kind of fit what I'm doing, but uh, I'll have to have to think on that one. And who knows, maybe this time next week when we talk about this podcast again, yeah. We'll have a we'll have a Kingy and Big Boys uh, trade to announce, but I reckon we might call it there. Anything else for you to plug before uh, before we wrap this one up, there, Kingy? No, just our normal stuff. Find us uh, over at YouTube, our YouTube channel, FBI Basketball, uh, the website, fbibasketball.com, on Twitter uh, at Adam King ninety one. Uh, we've got our our regular podcasts coming out, our in game Saturday night. Um, 
don't know who I've got on this week, but uh, my regular show this week with with Zach, and I've also got uh, um, Hen Kreitz coming on from RotoWire. Um, so that'll be that'll be a fun show uh, and daily recaps, all that sort of stuff uh, as we as we head towards Christmas and a big Boxing Day in Australia. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a big, fun day. It's always a, a tradition of mine to sit down and watch as many of those yeah. Christmas Day games as possible. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the next podcast will hopefully uh, – the plan is at the moment to do it over on the Fantasy Basketball International mm. YouTube channel and podcast platform. So uh, next week, be on the lookout over on their channel to get the industry pick up a sort of rundown. Um, my uh, week eight preview, week – Week 8 preview should be out by the time this video also drops. So make sure you go and check that one out. If you haven't already, give this video a big thumbs up as well. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.